Hey kiddos, welcome to Dad Feelings, a podcast about fictional fathers. This week, I have a guest. Uh, I am talking with Lilzy Trash Sheep, hunkologist, resident hunkologist of the internet, I would say, one of our foremost <laughs> hunkologists um, in the field of hunkology with a specialization in uh, X-Men studies, I think, maybe? Something? <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, I have invited them on to talk this week about a character that was definitely on my list of dads to talk about, but I felt that I didn't really have the requisite uh, kind of real deep, deep knowledge of the lore necessary to really get a full picture. And I don't really know why I do these sort of like long buildups to the reveal, because anyone who's listening to any of these episodes has seen the title already. I guess I could just give them like a fake title, but... We are talking this week about... Magneto! Yeah, Magneto, the master of dadnetism. Dadneto. <laughs> Neto dad. He has Neto in his name. He does. Um, there's. I'm really glad that you picked up on several of the nicknames for Magneto. Uh-huh. One of, like, primary one is Dadneto. Um, and then there is, like, a Magneto. Uh, there's a comic somebody did with that that's really cute. So you, you're already, I, I mean, you say you don't really, you're not deep in the lore, but you seem to be picking up on, you know, like with the Phantom. Them, so. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I feel like they're pretty within yeah. reach. They're pretty easy grabs for yeah, the casual <laughs> uh, investigator even. But so Magneto is, I think, a character that's familiar to a lot of people just because X-Men has become such like a household name like it's i mean obviously most comics like marvel and dc comics i think the public has like a pretty good awareness of at this point just because of like superhero movies and tv shows um and i guess magneto has had pretty prominent roles in those because he's like traditionally the like the x-men villain right yeah that's right um I mean, also the, another part of that is that he has figured so 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 prominently in the x-men movies more probably more prominently than even in the comics hmm. um just because the like double dad uh or dad versus dad yeah. storyline um brian singer seems to really love so for magneto fans that's pretty good um i think i first became aware of magneto through the cartoon um mm-hmm. which he's great in same yeah. uh mm-hmm. you get like you get really like buffed out Magneto in that. Um, so he's just this like huge, like angry, floating, magnety dad guy uh, with white hair. And like, I uh, am Jewish. And the like, one of the most prominent like things about Magneto that keeps that really actually annoys me in the movies is they're like, hey, do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember he's a Holocaust survivor? Right, yeah. So I, I'm kind of sick of seeing like, Oh, great. It's Auschwitz again. Um, But, like, at the same time, that's part of my, like, deep connection to Magneto is, like, uh, my grandpa escaped Nazis, but he was not, like, politically very – he wasn't a very political guy. Um, So Magneto is kind of the guy who I, like, like to fantasize that – uh, I'm at synagogue and people are talking and he's like, it's really angry about something and starts yelling at people. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> guy. And then we get talking and then we become friends. Um, nice. that's my like Magneto fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, I mean, like, I was reading up on his background, because that, you're totally right, like, when I think about the movies, like, it seems like they go to that, like, to, like, an almost ridiculous degree, like, the the scene over and over and over. Um, But I was reading his character biography, and it seems to me like Magneto is really this character who loses his family really early on, um, Mm -hmm. and then even at one point is, like, kind of, like, I think... He he loses like his his mother is killed by Nazis because like they think that he can like he moves metal at some point and then this Nazis like do that again and he can't and so they kill his mother and then he like okay. kills a bunch of people. Yeah, that's in first class, which is the Naziest of all the movies. Okay. Oh right, that um, was a movie. That's like a different. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he loses his he loses his parents. Um, I think in the camps. Then he like has a kid. Uh. He has a lot of kids, actually. He has, right. I think, a total of four. Um, and one, and like his origin story, though, is in the comics, is like his house gets burned down yeah. or destroyed or something, and he loses his daughter and his wife, and then his powers manifest in adulthood. Right. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he, yeah, kills a bunch of people, and then takes on like a different identity. And um, it seems like his character is like this this person who like loses his family like kind of like wasn't able to protect them and then tries to create a new one. Right. Because he's really yeah. strongly associated with the really comically named, like, and I, I need to ask if this is like, if this like an awareness thing, like the whole brotherhood of evil mutants, was that just like when they were writing comics in the seventies, they're like, yeah, these are the bad guys. Or was it always like, Magneto being like, yeah, we're the bad guys. We're the mutants that like don't play nice. Um, I think that's like that's like very very early on. Stan Lee, okay, you know yeah. the guy who's, who who literally names the guy Magnus. Yeah, uh, because it sounds like <laughs> magnet. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, Stan Lee, master of subtlety. Um, oh, yeah, for I sure, think that for was, sure, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's what that goes back to. And I think at one point they just start by going the Brotherhood, the Brotherhood, the brotherhood mutants, yeah, because yeah. yeah, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants—that's a PR nightmare, right? Um, but that's kind so, of Magneto's thing, right? Is like he doesn't care about that. Like that's the kind of the really characterized tension between the two dads in the the franchise, especially in the movies. I think they've really mm-hmm. like laid it bare is like Xavier basically believes that people are good or that you can sort of like gradually change the world and um Eric or Magnus or whatever his name is um Magneto he has so many different names um basically believes that like you can't ask for rights and that like you know using force is the only real way to like protect people who are persecuted right yeah um, and he's also like, I mean, I actually would disagree with the idea that he doesn't care. Cause I think one of the things okay, that yeah. it really makes him, him is that he cares so damn much. Right. Um, which is like another thing that I, I really like about him. Like he and I have no chill, um, especially me, like <laughs> when I was about 23 and like getting into fights with my parents about politics constantly. Um, and like not speaking to them for weeks over really minor, like theoretical, arguments about like 70s communism um yeah i really relate to that um Mm -hmm. and like getting too mad and just ultimately not being i mean there's there's comics magneto who i guess is a better leader than movies magneto who's just kind of a shit show um 
but he just I mean, one of my favorite things about him is that he builds this asteroid Mm -hmm. that he wants to live on. That's like, I don't know, that just seems like such a dad project. It's like the the Marvel Comics equivalent of building a deck. Right. You know, (laughs) or like a finishing, finishing the basement. Yeah. Asteroid kids. Come live on Um, asteroid. Asteroid M. Wait, what does the M stand for? Uh, don't worry about it. Mutants, probably. Like, furiously scribbling out Magneto at the end of it. <laughs> Welcome to Planet Dad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I, was, I, I was thinking about this a lot, actually, listening to your Darth Vader episode, um, because there's a lot of similarities in that he is introduced as a villain and then kind of has this redemption arc. But the thing about comics is their serial. The thing about Magneto, he's been around since the 60s. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of switching sides. Right. Uh, he's had a lot of redemption arcs, and then he's had to get unredeemed mm-hmm. so that he can redeem himself again. Um, so I don't know where he stands these days. I think that two of his kids aren't even his kids anymore, which is, <laughs> I think, partially with, like, Avengers branding and... Movie rights, um, but one thing that I um, so yeah, he gets he gets these redemption arcs and then he gets unredeemed, but he's very ambiguous morally. Um, and what I've always read that as, which is probably a lot of projection on my part, is him like just really struggling to figure out what the right thing to do is for mm. mutants. Um, he, he absolutely considers himself the father of, you know, the dad figure of mutants because mm-hmm. Charles sucks at it. Um, <laughs> which is also fun because he's a, such a shitty, he's so shitty at, you know, actual fathering. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like he, he's really bad with his actual kids. Uh, and I didn't look at the comics to refresh myself on this. I actually looked at the cartoon cause that's what I, mm-hmm. that was the first thing I looked at. And the episode where... There's this episode where he like goes back to uh, unnamed Eastern European country mm-hmm. um, to like find his dead girlfriend's grave or something, um, and uh, Pietro and Wanda, uh, Quicksilver and well, actually, I should go over his children. Yeah, please. Um, okay, so he has. Two kids on the Avengers, the twins, mm-hmm. um, Wando and Pietro Maximoff, who are um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, who you would probably seen it, probably remember from the Avengers movie of Avengers: The Age of Ultron. Um, and Quicksilver also is in the X Men movie franchise, played by Evan Peters. Um, and then he also has. Polaris, mm-hmm. Lorna, uh, is his daughter from like a different relationship. Even though they may have retconned that out, I have given up on keeping track. <laughs> so, but yeah, he kind of sucks at being a uh, like a father to them. And then there's this in the comics. There's this very there's this mini series called House of M mm-hmm. um, that I think is really overrated. But it it's ultimately like this fantasy world that Wanda Maximoff creates where her dad is like an actual father to her and an actual leader and successful at leading and things are good, Mm -hmm. which I think is, and it's like, uh, you know, a catastrophe that she's 
recreated reality in this image. But I do think that's kind of poignant is that fantasy that like that fantasy of your dad as yeah. being the dad you wanted and being like being successful in being a dad figure to other people. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I relate to that somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. And he ends up then also being like kind of a dad mentor figure to like a lot of other because he's like in that general like broad sense that's how he sees himself but then also like um he is the leader of like the new mutants which i guess are like this other x-men like group that professor x creates so basically with the new mutants um the original X-Men are introduced as teenagers. They're like, oh, they're like the strangest teenagers in the world or something like equally Stanley and subtle. Um, but in the 80s, they were like, all of our X-Men are adults now, except Kitty Pride. Um, we've got, let's bring in a younger generation. So they started a new book called The New Mutants who, that was about kind of the new class of the Xavier School. And they're really supposed to be a school and not a superhero team. And at a certain point in the 80s, Charles, like, dies or goes to space or some nonsense. (laughs) Same thing. He's always doing that because he's this hot space girlfriend Mm. and, like, whatever. And he fakes his own death constantly. He's such a jerk. You could do another show about Charles Xavier and how he's the worst dad. Um, I think that Magneto is a much better dad than Charles is. Mm -hmm. But that's – yeah. Um, so Magneto ends up, he has like redeemed himself at a trial in front of the UN and, um, he gets pulled in, I think by Charles to run the school. So he is put in this, the same position that he's used to of being in charge of a bunch of mutants, except they're kids and he, he's not, he's supposed to teach them like some other thing that isn't just destruction and killing people and, you know, terrorism. Um, so he gets, yeah, so he gets super nervous about it and does a lot of like hand wringing about whether or not he can do it. And he ends up doing like a pretty admirable and he just ends up doing a pretty admirable job. And it's like, it ends up being really like, it ends up having these really sweet moments, um, that he has like trying to figure out, I think like doing the, the dad thing, um, Mm -hmm. Of like, I'm, oh my God, these young lives are in my charge. Am I going to drop them and break them? <laughs> oh no, I can just kind of do this and I can kind of be a little bit myself and that works and that's good because yeah, I shouldn't, you know, plan some dastardly terrorist deed, but like I can beat up some frat boys <laughs> who are fucking with uh, the girls at my school. That works. So I, I like, I really enjoy that. And I think that's, um, I mean, as we saw, as we saw on Twitter, when you brought up Magneto, um, that's a lot of people's like fate when it, their favorite Magneto moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's one of the best moments in his history, bar none. Yeah. Yeah. I love that that is in that the first issue where he's like introduced as their new headmaster. Like that's the thing that gets them all on his side. Um, yeah. or that endears him to them is like he goes and like beats up a bunch of a bunch of like shitty like attempted rapist frat boys um, yeah and like destroys their house <laughs> and they're like this guy's all right <laughs> right i love that though yeah um and that's like yeah that i mean and that all of his that all of his shit comes from this place of like really wanting to protect people um and him kind of figuring out how to do that I just, I love that, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I he 
has like all of these, like you mentioned Asteroid. Is it just called Asteroid M, right? Yes, it is called yeah, Asteroid okay. M. <laughs> um, and he has like other, like he, he does that kind of set himself up as like a ruler of places like a bunch of times, right? Like with the idea yeah. of protecting people. Like is Genosha, is that him? Is that an island he does or is that someone else? Okay, Genosha is this island where that claims to be all about like mutants and humans are living together in perfect harmony, but it turns out that the humans have enslaved the mutants. Ah. Uh, but then what I think happens is I think this is the nineties when this happens and I I the nineties are a clusterfuck I still have not approached um in X Men continuity. Even though that's when I was reading them. But I was also like six. Mm-hmm. Um what I think happens is he takes soups and it takes over and runs Genosha. I maybe just totally made that up, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I didn't. Um, but yeah, he ends up like being there's the ruler of this land for a little while. And then there's like mutant zombies, I think. I don't know. Hmm. Everybody dies uh, at, at one point. Um, and it's really sad because Magneto is not allowed to have anything nice. Everything yeah, that does seem like when yeah. I was reading his history, that kind of seems like how, like the arc. And like he said, because comics are serial, they kind of have to like, like nothing can ever really permanently change. Like there's the, like you said, everybody dies, but like in comics, like nobody stays dead except Uncle Ben, right? Like, yeah, it used to be Bucky and Uncle Ben, but look where that turned out. So um, <laughs> maybe Uncle Ben's going to come back at some point, And that would just be like the last seal of comics being broken. Um, but the, uh, the final shark. Has yeah. been <laughs> um, super muscly. Mar- Marvel's holding that in their back pocket until sales drop below a certain threshold. And then they're introducing the new Uncle Ben series where he's the superpower ghost that solves crimes. I, I will be reading that. Yeah, well, yeah, we all will. It'll save them. But um, you had me at ghost, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems like the arc that the writers kind of set up for him and do over and over because you have to in comics. That's the way that they they are set up at this point is like he sets himself up as like this like patriarch figure. And then maybe things are even going kind of OK in like the area he's setting up and maybe they're not maybe he's like being a real dick to people but then it all falls apart and then he's like has to like face the reality of like what's happened and then he changes for a while and then that happens again basically right Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um and again yeah like you said the, the nature of comics you also have to keep doing the same story over and over again or they think that's what you have to do to kind of hit home for all the new readers what this person's deal is. Um, so if you're just start, if you only read like from when you started reading to whenever, yeah, it maybe seems like a reasonable amount of, you know, catastrophe happening to one person. But if you look at their entire history, it's like, this is, this is a bit much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I don't really know what's happening with Magneto nowadays. Last I saw, he was like, it was Years and years ago, he was, like, selling out Cyclops or something. I don't know. It's, like I said, I don't, I, it's not even worth mentioning, I actually forget. <laughs> it's just such a, it's just such a nightmare um, to try and follow. Yeah, for and sure. I just don't have it in me. Um, but, I mean, another big part of my Magneto feelings is that, like, Ian McKellen performance in the movies, Right, yeah. Um, 
because he brings a lot of he brings a lot of like warmth and style mm-hmm. to the character because I mean as fun as Magneto is before that he's wearing this like ridiculous purple and red suit and shouting all the time um, and Ian McKellen brings that like you know in the first movie you first see him and he's wearing a hat and a suit and he mm-hmm. looks really you know, mysterious and sharp. Um, and I don't know, there's, there's that great like moment in, uh, X2 and when they're like on the way to weapon X and he and mystique are hanging out and he like snidely comments on rogue's hair, (laughs) um, which she has the white streaks because he like tried to use her to power a mutant apocalypse. Um, and they like kind of cackle together and that's become like a, a pretty commonly used reaction gif. But, um, every time I see it, it just, it just fills, fills my heart with warmth that these, like, I don't know, Magneto and Mystique being like the weird bitchy gay parents of mm-hmm. the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants <laughs> is such like a great, like alternate world, um, yeah. for those movies. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, he's just he is he is such a lovely actor. And oh yeah. So um, he brings a certain like res- like not respectability but kind of gravitas mm-hmm. to Magneto that doesn't he has never had before and has not had since. Mm. Um, because the, I mean, I do think as like ridiculous as the most recent movie was. Um, Spoilers for uh, X Men Apocalypse, the ridiculous movie that was just out. You did you see that? I have not seen it. I skimmed okay. the wiki, but that's about it. Okay, that's fine. Um, can I spoil it for you and your please? Your yeah, listeners. Okay, <laughs> so um, basically, like by this movie, Quicksilver has figured out Magneto's dad. Um, at the start of the movie, Magneto has started over in Poland, and he's, like, the daddest we've ever seen, the Michael Fassbender uh, Magneto be. He's got these, like, great glasses. He's working in a factory. He's a literal father to a child. Um, and he, like, has to save the factory from an accident using his metal powers. And he's just living in a, as a private citizen at this point. Um and then the powers to be find out and they come to his house and his daughter and his wife die and he flips out and joins Apocalypse, basically. And uh, by the end, um, they have to kind of, at the end, or they have to kind of talk him down um, to keep him from like destroying all this shit with Apocalypse, blah, 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 stupid nonsense. Um, so they're trying to talk him down. And Quicksilver's about to tell him, like, he's going to tell him that he's his son. Um, And he kind of makes the call not to. Like, Mm. maybe this guy has enough going on. (laughs) I don't think he's actually ready to be my father. Even though he was just somebody else's father, he, I don't think he can handle this. Um, He has this moment to, like, say, like, no, you, not all your children are dead. Uh, But he doesn't do it. Um, Mm. And as, like, much of a ridiculous disaster as that movie is, I do think that that... Like, one thing that these movies continue to really get is Magneto. They can fail 
like pretty much completely in other ways, but they do consistently like have, they have a very consistent understanding of who that character is. Um, and I think that that, that moment of like, I don't know, maybe it's again, maybe it's me projecting, but I mean, that's what dad feelings is all about, right? That's what the show's all about. It's about mm-hmm. projecting our shit onto these fictional dads. Oh, absolutely. Um, but like, there's a real poignance of looking at your dad and that moment of being like, you know what? I'm not going to put this on him. I'm going to, even though this would be really good for me, he's like just kind of this fucked up old dude in a suit of armor. Mm. Uh, I'm going to figure this out myself <laughs> or yeah. wait for a better time for him. Um, which I, yeah, which I definitely like came up for me when I was thinking about uh, Magneto for the show. Yeah. Um, so I want to circle back to something that we were talking about earlier which is the way that the movies frame things as kind of like dad versus dad. Oh, yeah, Um, totally. And you mentioned that Xavier is like a really terrible dad. And I have this sense, like, again, I'm not that familiar with the comics, but like I have the sense that he is like not a great dude, even though he's consistently portrayed as like the protagonist. And there is this, um, this like sketch series by, um, this guy and like I can't remember what his name is um, but it's basically just like him playing Xavier and like firing all the X-Men and I'm when I watched it it was just like oh yeah this really just like gets to the core of like this is not like a joke about what if Xavier was like a bad dude this is like no this is just actually what his character is like he's just like a shitty guy yeah I mean movie movie Xavier is a lot better right um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a you know I mean Especially, like, the first, like, the ones with Patrick Stewart, because you can't, I don't know, that Patrick Stewart, Xavier, oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely, be, I would love for him to be related to me. Um, he seems like a great guy. But comics Xavier is, like, faking his own death constantly, mm-hmm. um, lying to people, manipulating kids. Um, he's just, yeah, he's, you know, all of the kind of... <sighs> Those like really one of those dads who kind of puts that ambition for the kids before, you know, and thinking about these kind of end results of who he wants the kids to be putting all of that before, like what's actually best for them. Hmm. Um, And he's like very cold and very calculating and sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And the dad versus dad thing, that's definitely in, I mean, it's not as, it's not as, you know, primary in the comics um, because there's a lot of room for other villains. But I mean, the basically like the origin of a lot of the X-Men premise is the Charles Eric breakup yeah, um, that has pitted the mutants of the world against each other because um, they can't really get it to get they couldn't get it together to like work it out and just process on their own. Um, yeah. They have to do all this nonsense, but they do end up like they do end up doing a lot, doing a fair amount of code adding, and that's uh, spoiler again. Uh, that's how the most recent X Men movie ends. Um, is them like rebuilding the Xavier Mansion together? Um, yeah, right. It's super sweet. Uh, but I do think that there's this. I don't know. I mean, what's your what is your take on the dad versus dad thing? I mean, you. I, you keep on saying you're not an X-Men expert, but like <laughs> you don't really need to be much of one to, to get this. Yeah. I mean, it seems pretty inescapable. Like, like you said, like a lot of the whole conflict of X-Men is like 
between these two guys and like they're like they are just like the physical embodiments of these different ideologies and like the x-men series has been so like unsubtle and also like extremely confused about what its messages are like it's like oh there are these two opposing forces when it comes to like like i guess initially it's like a metaphor for race and then it becomes a metaphor for like sexuality and it's just like so confused and horrible um and oversimplified and often being written Mm -hmm. by people who have like no idea what they're talking about and also like most oppressed people can't like twist a battleship into a pretzel with their brain um (laughs) so that's a little different it's not exactly a one-to-one comparison but um but yeah like it's like these guys are dragging these like old conflicts and ideological grudges and like dragging this generation of younger people um, into it and like basically yeah. using them to carry out their whole thing. Like uh, Xavier with the X-Men and like also, yeah, I was talking about Asteroid M being like ego fueled, but like the X-Men like really really xavier right like no one's like i feel like we don't talk about that enough like he literally named them after himself yep and yeah it's like i don't know it's frustrating how how that tension is portrayed sometimes because it is so like oversimplified i think um and yeah it doesn't really the movies at least don't explore like i feel like yeah xavier is a lot more like almost sinister in the the um the comics just even by virtue of his powers too like they're more manipulative in like a very base sense like he can reach into people's brains and like mess with them and like turn them off and like do all these like really horrible things um yeah, what about my agency, Dad? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Magneto can't, like, can't do that kind of thing. He's just very, like, straightforward almost. I mean, unless you're Wolverine. Unless uh, you're Wolverine, then he can pull your skeleton out. But then Xavier yeah. will just, like, ruin your brain with his mind, so. Well, I mean, Magneto is, like, the, he's the guy who has the, his helmet is, like, anti-telepathy. It protects him. Like, one of, a, an iconic part of his look is just, like, to protect him from Xavier, Right. Um, Stay out of my head, Charles. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> sorry. I've seen those movies so many fucking times. Oh. Um, and like written fic uh, mm-hmm. about these characters. So it's just, just got to get back on track here. Okay. Um, sorry. I got <laughs> like one of the mental tangent. Just distracted thinking about Xavier and Charles. He, they're the same person, Xavier and Eric. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that happens. Okay, um, because that is like that is was like a ship that I got really involved in at one uh-huh. point. Um, and actually, uh, the fandom there is a lot of like if you search Ao3 for you know the ship the name smush is Cherik uh, for Charles and Eric. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> search for like Cherik fix about them raising kids whether it's like their own kids or uh adopting the x-men or you know members of the x-men and the brotherhood and then you know raising them together there are so many of them the dad nito fantasy um and or the the co-dadding fantasy is very real um and is very like 
appealing to a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. That's incredible. I'm probably going to just like find some and put them in the show notes for this episode. So if you have any recs, please do let me know. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take a walk back down (laughs) real lane there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, I feel like that basically, uh, brings us to the end of, uh, this, this show. I feel like we've explored a lot of Magneto's dadness. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or? Um, looking at my notes, um, I wrote that Asteroid M is like a treehouse. I don't think <laughs> that comparison is better. Um, let me see if there's anything else in the in my notes. Um, there's my fantasy about being friends with Magneto. Okay, yeah, no, that was we covered everything cool. I wanted to cover. Speak. Well, um, and where can people find you online if they want to hear more of your Magneto musings or like anything else? Um, I'm Hunk Tears on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, spelled like it sounds. <laughs> Hunk Tears. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm hunktears.sexy on Tumblr, which is also like my website, Sweet. where anything that's like longer form than a tweet appears. And that is where to find me now. Awesome. Well, thank you yeah. so much for coming on. This was super fun. And I'm glad thank to have you. your expertise uh, brought to bear on this really critical dad issue of our day thank you so much for having me this was like this was great and uh i love appearing on your podcasts and i especially <laughs> love talking about magneto and awesome. i think we are now two for two for just talking for talking about x-men on your podcast together yep. so sounds, sounds right yeah and yeah. people can go back and listen to the episode where you were on woodland <laughs> secrets and i will also post that in the show notes it was a little while ago at this point but it was like a year ago exactly yeah, yeah it was like almost a year ago that's wild dang mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, I will talk to you later. And um, yeah, I guess that we'll uh, we'll call it a day. So, you know, be good. Um, Don't do anything Magneto wouldn't do. And um, (laughs) yeah, I'll see you later. Bye, kiddos. Dad Feelings is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by Nick Bravo for Stay Mean. Stay Mean is listener-supported. If you appreciate the shows we make and want access to bonus episodes and other perks, support us at dadfeelings.com support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz off their album, Foil Deer. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuy. Thanks for listening. Be good, kiddos.